Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Isaiah 63 verse 1. Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Bozrah? This that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength, I that speaketh in righteousness, mighty to save. I'm preaching to you, mighty to save, part two. Please take your seat. One of the things we need to keep reminding and assuring ourselves of is that our God is mighty to save. That is, God has the might, the power. He has the well with all, whatever it takes to save. And indeed, when you read the Bible, we see that God doesn't need numbers to save because he is mighty within himself to save. So one of the things that a child of God must know is that God is mighty to save. If you are not constantly reminded of this truth, when you face certain challenges, your heart can leave God. Because when you are believing God for some things, you need to first of all know God's ability to do, whether he has the ability or the resources to do in the first place. Then when you know that that is still not the end, you know that God is able, but like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if he chooses not to do, you are still convinced that he has the ability to do, but you have left the matter to his sovereign will. There are Christians who do not know what God has capabilities to perform. Some others have been tired, disappointed. Bible calls it their heart has been broken. Heart is sick because hope has been deferred. So there are things you can easily also defer, defer from the power of God because what is it that one job I'm waiting, praying, fasting, what is it? One job, this particular, it has never come. It can weary you. It can make you so tired that you, you don't want to follow God again. I don't know if I'm communicating with people here. But there is this blessed assurance of faith in us. That comes from the certainty of the revelation of God's word. Pointing to us that regardless of whatever we may be seeing in our lives or around us. God is still mighty to save. That even if he doesn't save, we know that he is mighty to save. And that your unique case, the success or the failure of it doesn't change who God is and what he is able to do. Please tell somebody your case is not special, you are not special, everything is normal. You didn't say it, you were afraid of their face. I tell them that you better be on a frontier 
<laughs> Tell somebody be in a progressive year. That rather than resigning yourself from what God is able to do, bury yourself in what God is able to do. Even if he doesn't do one particular thing, know that he has the ability to do all things. And he is mighty to save. Clap your hands and bless God. This is one of the boast of the child of God. That my God is mighty to save. That is, he will exhibit power to save. What does it mean to be saved? What does it mean to be saved? In the first service I say it means to preserve life. Number two, it means deliverance from danger. That's what we learned at the first service. In this service, what does it mean to, to, to save? It means to receive help or aid from another. To receive help or aid from another. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 29. And thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save thee. So here we see Moses, by the Spirit of God, telling the people of God that if you put yourself in a particular condition, this is how you will be. You will be like a blind man. You will be in darkness. You, you will not prosper. And you will be oppressed. And you will be spoiled. You will be like, they will take captive of you. And the reason why you will be in all of this is that there will be no one to save you. That's no help will come to you. No aid. No one will come to your aid. And no man shall save thee. So there is such a condition as someone being in trouble. And there is none to save. So to save means someone coming to your aid. Someone coming to help you. That you have someone, another, who comes in with their strength or whatever they have to come and give you assistance. To help you to come out of something. And this is what God wants to do for us this year. That he wants to give us help. He wants to give us aid. He wants to give us assistance in things that we cannot help ourselves. Praise the Lord. Are you with me here? In Joshua chapter 10 verse 6, we see clearly in the days of Joshua, the Bible said, And the men of Gibeon sent unto Joshua to the camp to Gilgal, saying, Slack not thine hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly. And save us and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. Now this Gibeonites, a very wonderful city but a very small city. They came to the children of God. They realized that Joshua and the rest were conquering everywhere on their way to the promised land. So they came and entered into a pact with them and said that we are now one with you. We are your servants. Are you here? So a group of people, Amorites, came up against them to destroy them. They gathered together against them and seeing that they did not have the capabilities to fight against the enemy coming up against them. They now called on to Joshua and said, quickly come on. They have come. They have come to destroy us, but we are, we are weak. They are strong. So we need help from you. We need assistance from you. And Joshua went and defeated those people. There are people when they are in trouble, there is nowhere to turn to. But God is offering himself to be our present help in times of need. He's offering himself to help us, to assist us, to, to give us aid from trouble. Are you here at all? So that is to be saved. And these people were saved because help came from another. The another I want to submit to you here today is God himself. 
coming to your aid to give you help, to save you. Praise the Lord. What does it mean to be saved? Two, I'm giving you for this service. It means to defend. It means to do what? I can't hear you. What does it mean? To defend. In 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 34. 2 Kings 19, 34. Look at the meaning of to save there. It says, for I will defend the city. To save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. I will defend this city. How? To save it. So here we see that the salvation God said he was bringing to the city was in the defense he was giving it to them. So to be saved also means to be defended or to be offered a defense. And in the Bible, defense is both a person, God himself, is our defense. Then he's our defender. <laughs> so God himself is our defense. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into him and they are what? Safe. That's our defense. That's our strong tower. Then God can also, as a person or a personality, go out there to defend you. Hey. He can build a hedge of protection around you. He can defend. That's every bullet coming to you comes to God. And that means you are being saved. So the person who is not enjoying salvation is the person who is exposed to all manner of hazards directly. But when you are saved, when God is saving you, he defends you. What does he do? He defends you. The Lord said, I will defend this city. And I will save this city from the king that is coming up against him. I will defend this city. In Psalm 31 verse 2, we see another scripture there giving us clarity. Say, bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. He said, be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. For an house of defense. That's, God be a house, be like a fortress to me. And that means you are saving me. In 2022, you will not be exposed to any satanic hazard. That amen is not strong at all. God will defend your spirit. He will defend your soul. He will defend your body. He will defend your family. He will defend your children, your spouse. He will defend your job. He will defend your going out and your coming in. The Lord will be a house of defense for you. That amen is not coming out at all. This is 2nd January. Shout a 2nd January. Amen. It's too powerful. Say the Lord shall be my defense. One more time. One more time. Say the Lord will be my help. He will send me aid. And he will be my defense. Praise the Lord. Right. It's powerful. Now salvation itself. Or the power to save hails from God. It comes from God. That is to say that God is the source of all forms of salvation or deliverances. Normally when we say salvation, we only think about salvation from dead works. But this is bigger than dead works. The most important salvation anybody can receive is salvation from sin, from dead works. But when you are saved, you have to continually be saved. In James chapter 4 verse 12, we see clearly there, the Bible saying that there is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judgest another? So we know that God is that lawgiver that James is talking about. And he says that God is able, has the ability to save and to destroy. No man has that. No other God has that. 
only God, our God, has the ability to say so. God is the source of salvation. He is the one who can save. He's the one who can destroy. And he has chosen to save his children. Praise the Lord. God has chosen to what? I mean, in the weeks to come, I'll be showing you the categories of people that God saves. Yes, I'll be showing you. And one of the people that God saves is his people. His people. He also saves the needy. Then the children, of, oh, it's nice, pa. Hey. So God has chosen that you will not be on the side of destruction. He has chosen that he will function to save you. And so when things begin to happen in your life, like we have seen, when you begin to receive aid from above, help, when God even inspires other men to help you, you have to recognize the source of that help. That the real source of that help is not your boss. The real source of that help is not your network member who connected you to this thing. That person was just a channel. But the real source of that help and that salvation is God. God is the source of salvation. Praise the Lord. I'm feeling it, Pa. So, knowing that saving means all these, you ask yourself, what is the essence of being saved? Why does God even worry himself to send us aid, to send us help? Why does he put himself on the line to defend us against dangerous things that we cannot defend ourselves from? Why does God go to that extent, goes all the way to save you and I from trouble or to give us resources for our sustenance? Why? In the first service, we learned that so that we will glorify God. It brings glory to God. We learned also that so that it will, we will keep the testimonies of God. That's why it's not nice that when you see what God has done in your life, you shut up. It's not nice. Because the essence of you being saved is to become an advert. And I told the first service that biblically, God is more interested in giving testimonies to loud-mouthed people. Than prayerful people. Yes. Because most prayerful people pray. God does it for them. Their mind tells them that it's their prayer. That brought it to pass. But God can use one street girl like that. Yeah. Like the woman in Samaria. Eh? Reveal himself to the woman. The woman will just enter the city. All the men will hear. That Jesus is around. It's not the most prayerful. That gets the biggest miracle. Yes, God will also look for a candidate that can advertise him. Are you here at all? Because nothing brings salvation or soul to people than the testimonies of God. That is why when we go out, there's a lot of miracle. Because you can't preach to a Hinduist that Jesus saves. Your result will be small. But when that Hinduist is dying and you lay hands in the name of Jesus, heal. God uses those testimonies as adverts. One person will be healed, the whole family will be saved. That one preaching the word alone may not give you that result. It's God talking to somebody. That's why I see healing crusades or crusades, outreach crusades. See that there's a lot of healing because the testimonies can draw more than the talk. People are tired of the talk. The kingdom is not in words, it's in what? Power. So when God demonstrate his power through you and you shut up. <laughs> you are causing a major, this is financial loss to the kingdom. Hey! That's willful, uh, what do you people say? How do you people say? Willful, wait, wait. Willful causing what? Financial loss to the kingdom. When God gives you a testimony, he, he gives it to you at the time he gives you because he needs it at that time to do something. You can't be sitting on the testimony on your own time. No! It has to be said in his time because somebody right there, God is trying to reach them but he knows that you will move. So when you don't move, 
You are not a good candidate at all. I'm praying that this 2022, you will move in Jesus' name. Tell God right now, God, I am here. I will move, so bring it here. Yes. If two people, for instance, let me use the word. The word is a brutal word, are barren for 20 years. And one says, I'm an introvert. I'm quiet. And one is a loud mouth. I mean, look at this lady who is a journalist. Everybody was insulting her. You are not giving birth. You are not giving birth. She's an actress and she's a journalist too. And then, there are many people in the church who are praying, koto, 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 koto. You know, I gave the lady on the television one baby. You'll be kissing the baby. You'll be showcasing the baby. You'll be doing it. You will know that God can give baby. <laughs> Are you here at all? That's an advert. You should become a major advert. That one, God's business will grow. When God sees that his business can grow in your hand, the testimonies will come. Praise the Lord. Yeah, God doesn't give you a testimony for your private relationship with you. No. No. So you see that in the Bible, when something happened, the whole city will be turned around. Because God was looking forward for a certain effect. So one of the reasons why he gives us is to keep his testimonies alive. Number three, the essence of being saved in this service, this, this is our point, is, is to make his power known. Is to what? And I've already preached it by talking about what I've talked about. So one of the reasons why God saves us, God defending us, coming to our aid, helping us, in things that we cannot help ourselves, is to make his power known. Psalm 106, verse 7 and 8. Psalm 106, verse 7 and 8. He said, Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. He said, but nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. Are you saying it? The, the previous verse is saying that they were not, they didn't have the faith, they didn't have the knowledge, they didn't have the revelation. In fact, they were misbehaving. But he saved them for a reason. Even though they didn't have what it takes to receive the testimony, he went out of his way. To save, in fact, they provoked him and he was supposed to kill them. But he decided to save them. Why? That he might make his power to be known. Are you here at all? The reason why God is saving us and will continue to save us is to demonstrate his power through us to our world. Just to make his power known. The reason why he would touch the fiber is for you to know that God is not dead. God is alive. And that other people will know that he is not dead because the best way to communicate something to people is to demonstrate. Demonstrate. If the power exists, let's eat. If this is your power. If this is Yeah. Na, 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 na. My friend, let it Yes, if the thing did, make we see. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And God letting them know that he is God. And if he said they should stand still and see his salvation, they should really stand still and see his salvation. He parted the recipe. He parted it. Look. God is too much. Yes. Parted the recipe. He said, wham! Everywhere. To make his power known. It's the reason why he's saving us. He's not saving you. So that you go and what? Do what? He's saving you to make his power known. So when God does something in our lives. Saves us, offers us help. When God defends us. He's trying to communicate something to us and to our world. Is to make his power known Unto us. And that should. It's an encounter. 
that should stay with you. So he told them, say, take the stones from the dry ground you are walking. Let it remind you and your generations that God is able to do this so that today that you are having migraines, he saved you from something bigger than migraine. You will use that same encounter to cover for the migraine, knowing that if he saved you from whatever it was, he can save you also now. In Isaiah chapter 37, verse 17 to 20, look at what the Bible said. Incline thine ear, O Lord, and hear. Open thine eyes, O Lord, and see. And hear all the words of Sennacherib, which has sent to reproach the living God. Please, take careful note about what the Bible is saying. The king of Syria, Syria, came up against Hezekiah, insulted Hezekiah, insulted God. He just spoke all kinds of things. When Mordecai was praying, he is telling God that the insult is not to him, Mordecai. Sorry, Hezekiah. It's not to he, Hezekiah. The insult, he said, God, open your ears to hear. Open your eyes to see. The words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to reproach. Is it Hezekiah? Who? Catch you, he said, near to be a young Jim Mahosa, and Jim Mahosa. Oh, pray to the. There are Christians who think that everything is about them. The thing is more about God than you. Charlie, the marriage you have not married there, it is it's a more reproach to God than you. That is sleeping by the pillow, crying by the pillow. Your own is to cry by the pillow. But the real reproach is to God. The insult is to, are you here at all? So if you don't understand that, the problem is the God has more burden of the problem than you. That's why when he does it to you, you can't take the glory. He takes both the burden and the glory at the same time. The reproach is to the living God. Praise the Lord. Let's read some more. We are going all the way to 20. Verse 18, the Bible said, Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste all the nations and their countries. So now they are talking about the credentials of the king of Assyria. How he has just finished every country around. And when they came, they came really boasting that, look, we don't know which God you say will save you. We killed America. We killed Egypt. We killed here. We killed here. We killed here. We killed here. See, this is our, our resume. We are finished everywhere. You, you are gone. Charlie, some enemies that come up. Sometimes uh, you are dealing with people and you know that, Charlie, you are not their size. Yeah, you are dealing. The cancer killed your great-grandmother, killed your grandma, killed your mother. Are you the one to stop it? They said the thing is in the blood. So as you are there, now you, now you know that it's coming to eat you too. <laughs> so it is this God of salvation that will send you help. Will send you aid. Are you here at all? And will defend. Cancer. Baba nanya miji na doa nanu. Oh, kwa hen. Kwechi kakra. Kwechi. Cancer kwechi. Maha. I'm preaching by you. feel like I'm not preaching by Kai. Second general. Why will I not preach? I'm preaching. Po. So 18, you see clearly there that nations have been wasted. It doesn't matter who has gone down or whatever has happened to anybody. God has said that he will defend you. He will help you. Focus on that. Tell somebody, focus on that. Tell somebody, the same thing you are fighting can fight pastor and defeat pastor. But focus on God. Don't focus on pastor. That's all. Finish. Anywhere there is no answer, you cannot take inspiration from. You can only take inspiration from where there is answer. If somebody out of a sickness died, how does that inspire you? You can only be inspired by where God gave solution. Are you here? Yes. 
I was telling a brother that maybe if they were to give an award for 2021, he will win the award for the most, the person who tested most for COVID. <laughs> the brother has tested until the company he works in. They call the health center they work with that. Charlie, you have exhausted your own. You have gone beyond the budget. When he hears, hmm, he will go and test. Charlie, I say, Charlie, you pass the matter. You pass the matter. Wait, wait the first. The most tested this year. I said, Pastor, can you believe that? My HR called me and said that I shouldn't go to the destiny again. That Charlie, I have tripled whatever. No size. You cannot be inspired where there is no demonstration of the power of God. So here we see in verse 19 that he said, and have, please, let's read verse 18. These people have defeated every kind of people. He said, of a truth, Lord, the kings of us. And you see, I'm going back and forth, but it's also very instructional because Hezekiah recognized the power of the king of Assyria. Come, he says that this guy is not just making empty boast. Of a truth, Lord. The kings of Assyria have laid waste. Oh, that's it. This cancer has killed people. Oh, of a truth. No crap. Some way. No crap. But save me. Praise the Lord. It's not every enemy that you call their boast. Because some, some, some people know how to kill human beings. They have the keys. So when you go to God, say, God, oh God, you got to show up, man. Show up. Of a truth, they have wasted 19 and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they have destroyed them. Now 20. Now, therefore, O Lord our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art Lord, even thou only. God is saving to demonstrate his power. He said, and when he defeats Egypt, he carries all their gods into the fire. He defeats this one, all their gods. He said, they are no gods. We want to see the God that has size. So God now, but yes, it's okay. It's a good cause to save. That's how he wakes up. It's God talking to somebody. God can transfer a CEO. If God can shift the MD to Gambia, because that MD wants to foolishly attack you unnecessarily. Put the two together. When foolishness meets something that's unnecessary. It's called what? Foolishemia, eh? Add a hyper. Hyper foolishism. That there are enemies that have got powerful credentials. But God has to arise for us to demonstrate that it's not like one of those gods that they defeat and put in fire. That he has size. And that there is no other... Are you here at all? This is why God is going to every extent to show that he can still give you children when they say there is no enough eggs in your body. Is that, are you here at all? Yeah, even though they say they are not employing anybody past the age of 40, God can go to every extent. You are 45 and he's giving you that contract. That amen is, is walking on one leg. So we put our trust in this God who saves. Because our God saves. He saves to demonstrate his power. Again, why does he save us? God saves to overturn shame. To overturn what? 
to overturn our shame. God saves to overturn our shame. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. In Zephaniah 3, 17, he said, The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. He's mighty, so he will save. He said, I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly. Who are of thee? To whom the reproach of it was a burden. There's a way a reproach can become a burden in an assembly. Then he said, behold, at that time I will undo all that afflict thee. And I will save her that halted. And gather her that was driven out. And I will get them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. Where they have every land. I will gather them every land where they have been put to shame. I will save them to overturn that shame. You should clap right there. I don't know of any year, but look at the 19 very carefully, that in this year, 2022, the, the 2022 is there, and I hope you can see it. Behold, at that time, this 2022, I will undo all that afflict thee. Yes. Maybe 2019, he didn't do. 2020, he didn't do. 2021, it was not necessary. For him to do, but in 2022, he said, in this 2022, he will undo all that afflicted. If it's sickness, he will undo it. If it's whatever, barrenness, if it's poverty, if it's backwardness, he said, I will undo it. Shout a louder amen here. In this time. And I will save her that halted. Yeah. There are some people, they are like paralyzed. They are like withered. They are dry, stagnant. He said, those who cannot move, I will save them. And gather her that was driven out. Yeah. He's showing you kinds of people who have been in trouble. Immobile people. People who have been driven out. And I will get them praise and fame. In every land. I will get them praise and fame. With your BS, we are useless. God will now use you to do something useful. And then everybody will mention your name. We mention, are you here at all? I see it happening in your life. In every land, every land where you have been put to shame, I will overturn that thing. So, God is saving so that you won't carry any shame again. The burden of the reproach will not be on you again. And I see God lifting that burden in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. Sometimes when you are not married, it's a burden. It's a burden of a reproach. Yes. Some people can ask you a question. Now, why now, Pastor worry? Who will be behind and now worry? Sister Daben, I'll be worried. I saw Bana Bessin Hope. Charlie, if you are married, it's by grace. Yes. If you are not married to God, it's going to overturn that reproach. The burden of that reproach. Praise the Lord. Let the amen come out. Let the amen come out. There is reproach, and there is heavy reproach. As reproach with weight. That's called the burden of what? Reproach. Yeah. Sometimes a good woman marries a bad man. And the bad man destroys a marriage. But one it becomes rather the burden of a reproach for the good woman. That if you were a good woman, if you were holy, you were righteous, why did you lose your marriage? Meanwhile, no. The thing has nothing to do with you. 
I mean, in, in more recent time, just dealing with some marital issues here and there and blah, blah. I realized actually the kind of problems people have sometimes in their marriages eh, is not, it's not action and reaction matter. It's not cause and effect matter. No, 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 no. It's like there is an inherent foolishness in someone and the person is just blossoming like fish in water. And even if you were not the one married to him or her, he would have still behaved the same way. That it has nothing to do with you. He does it to the mother, to the sister, to the brother, to the boss. You are just, you are just there. It's proximity making you feel that thing. But it has nothing to do with what you have done or what he's just manifesting himself. Or herself. Mad person. So one of the things you, you get to just know is that this marriage that has gone down, is it by my doing that is not working or no matter what I do, this person, that's how the person is. It's inherent. Regardless. And many people are like that. They are, they, like that's their constitution. They are wired like that. And no matter, you see that you pray for them, they don't change. You change your way, you adjust. You'll be adjusting all your life, but they don't adjust. So in 10 times now, when we say, in a mathematical equation, that person is either C or a K. It's a constant. Yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, boy, yeah, it has nothing. So you need a coping strategy if you want to continue to marry that kind of person. You need an adaptation strategy. Say, okay, he's foolish, like Abigail and the, the husband. Not bad. He said, I know I married a foolish man, but I'm still the wife. I married a foolish man. Don't lose your peace for a man or a woman who has in their constitution to behave some way. And it has nothing to do with you. They came in like that. They have not changed. Because you can carry the burden of the reproach. As if you caused it. But you didn't cause it. Hey. I don't know. You, am I preaching? <laughs> it's a deliverance session here. Eh? If you are not careful, you carry a guilt that you shouldn't carry. At all, at all. Hey! I'm preaching. That thing is daninti. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, there are things you are not the alpha and the omega they are what they are and until something happens to the structure of that person you will go let Cleopatra come in Gosofam let the mother come. She will suffer it. Let the sister come. Let Miss Weld come. You, if you are not coming, say, Anna, mean your cocoon in Tina. Anna, me winning your pointed in Tina. I'm not good in this or that. It has nothing to do with you. There are people there, they will be there, they just get angry. Or today, no? It's like the water in Adenta is not flowing. Wow, we want to very quick. It's like he woke up with very sharp answers. You see that the thing is escalating. It, it will be getting tensions. Light off. It's like complete light on the number nine. 
Adie mu ensuo beto a enframa ye de edikan tie no ane se urade ne ensem fata obi ano mane mesi ejubokoa ne atoaso na uko jinendim my own dear bibi wa esame ya menye hey ensuo no be fao Charlie, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with tongue speaking. God have mercy. I don't know if I, did I say something here, Charlie. God will overturn every shame in Jesus' name. Can you lift up your right hand and say, "God, no go shame us in 2022." In Jesus' name, Amen. Can you clap your hands for the Lord? Knowing that the essence for God to display his power, and we want God to display his power in our lives. We want him to destroy the shame and the burden of the reproach in our life. What are the things or the keys that will make God move in your direction to display his power, to overturn shame, bring you help, and to defend you? What will make God move in that way? What are the things? How? What are the things that you need to do to make God move in that way? Number one, we say you need to believe in Jesus. You need to be born again. Number two, in the first service I shared, being upright, uprightness. Being upright. And the, the, the message is there. You can go and listen to it. Number three, trust in God. Do what? For you to obtain salvation, you must put your trust in God. In Lamentation 4.17, this is what the Bible says. As for us, our eyes are yet failed for our vain help. As for us, our eyes are yet failed for our vain help. In our watching, we have watched for a nation that could not save us. So see clearly that there are a people who are encountering constant failure. There is no salvation for them because they trusted in the wrong thing. They trusted in a nation that could not save them. So where you deposit your trust will determine whether you find salvation or not. And here, like I've said, salvation is not deliverance from dead works, even though it's part of it. But we are talking about his God, his mightiness or his ability to save. To give you an intervention, to help you, to defend you. And for God to send you help or to defend you, to demonstrate his power and to destroy shame. You need to put your trust in God, not in the economy. Not in people, not in your destiny helpers. Not in your network members. Your trust must be in God. In what? He said, we put our trust in a nation that could not save us. That is why we are failing. May you never put your trust in any man. In any system in the mighty name of Jesus. That amen is not strong at all. Look at me, look at me. Everybody let your attention and say, may you never put your trust in any earthly thing in the name of Jesus. You need to put your trust in God. Psalm 17, verse 7. Oh, beautiful scripture. Let's read it together. One go. Show thy loving, no, let's read it. Show thy marvelous loving kindness. Oh, thou thou savest by thy what? Right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. God saves them who put their trust in him from those that rise up against them. So you can see that where you deposit your trust determines what you get. And people who put their trust, please, let's, let's look at the scripture. People who put their trust in him, O thou that savest by thy right hand them. It's clear. That we know God saves by his right hand. When the Bible says 
right hand or hand of God. It's talking about the power of God. We know that God saves by his power. Which people? Them. Those which put their trust in him. Praise the Lord. They are the people. It doesn't, it's not saving everyone. You can be a Christian and your trust is in some savings and loans. Or some provident fund. Or some insurance you have done for your children's education. Yes. And the bronze gold can burn. Put your trust. He saves them. Them. Not everybody. It's a lie for people to tell you that, oh, God, he saved every Christian. It's a lie. It's a lie. You must actively put your trust in him for his right hand to save you. Praise the Lord. Yes, we know that he said, but it is them. It is them. Are you one of those people? Bible is talking about. Are you them? Are you one of those people who have put their trust in God? Your trust must be in God and God alone. My trust is not in my wife. What, what, what can my wife do for me? Charlie? And then they are Nyamin Pengu. Whatever it is, there is an extent to which your spouse can go. Yes, not in your pastor. My pastor is Pastor Francis. My God is Pastor Francis. Man has a limit. Only God. That's why it's a problem when you have a pastor who also believes in his anointing more than God. You, we have to believe in God. Because the anointing can fail. Bible says all things can fail, including prophecy can fail. Are you here with me? Everything can fail. Only God and his word will not fail. Praise the Lord. This is January. Reset your trust. Yes, reset your trust. Some of you, your trust is that my husband is a very good man. He's, he's a very moral man. My husband, now, nyabasa basa. Missy Judas, on the years to the table, sana, bonsamura, na kuma, musay, song. And you, my passive, hey, my sanctified heart. You can never be Judas. Are you called Judas? Anyone can fail. Any system can fail. Only God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The integrity of the consistency of God is not in question. Every other thing is variable. Just keep there is Bible says there is no variableness, no a shadow of doubt in God. But every other thing here is perishable. Variable, changeable, meltable, malleable, adjustable. Hey, be careful. Be careful. So in Jeremiah, God said, curse is the man who put his trust in another man. Don't try it. Tell somebody, don't try it in 2022. Look unto God, Jesus alone, and he is going to save you. Clap your hands and bless the Lord. Psalm 37, 40. Look at it. Scripture. Nice scripture. Powerful scripture. It's powerful. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them. Why? Because they trust in him. Clear. No ambiguity. Anyway. He's going to save them because they trust. Please. Being a Christian is just step one. There is the need to actively trust in the Lord. To direct your path, to save you, to send you help. He will save them because, because 
There is a reason why they are receiving that intervention. Because they trust in him. Psalm 86 verse 1 and 2. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, bow down thine ear, O Lord. Hear me. For I am poor and needy. Verse 2. Preserve my soul. For I am holy. O thou my God, save thy servant that trusted in thee. <laughs> there are servants that do not trust. Yeah, yeah, I, like some of you are working for your employer, but you still don't trust in them. There are people who are still doing the work of God, but they don't. And I know pastors who are doing the work of God, but their trust is in some financial sponsors. Yes. It's in some, some, some financial guru, some big man, big woman in the church. We are not doing the church for your like or dislike. The church is running on a vision. If you are a pastor, you must trust in God who called you. Praise the Lord. I mean, we will listen. And this church, we are very open to many suggestions because this church is full of professionals. So, if I say we are building, I say, okay, let's build simple, blah, blah. I'm not an architect. Uh, architect Ken is here. They see, we talk, I leave it. I say, you people are the professor. I'm not. So, I wouldn't say, go and put one something, then a kubwe go be so derby. But I know that at this time, we must build. The how we must build. And then we're a professional work because you have more tongues as you are building. Yes, University of Ghana, more person will build that. There are professionals there. Yes. So the vision is to build. But don't say we should stay in this place. I like it the way the thing doesn't have height, you know. Maybe mommy feel it close. So don't let us build. Let's stay here and keep renting. No, that one is not in your mouth. Usumpa, Yes, you see, there will be adding a skill, then a professionalism. New way, baby. Ni ayama na ye ye na ayafe na shenya midi unkongondi eni mnyam. But some men sipa diye endi aubwa. And if you are a pastor and you don't put your trust in God, people will hijack you, hijack the vision, hijack everything, and the work of God will be hijacked. Why? Because your trust. You are afraid to lose people whom God brought. You didn't know them before. God brought. The Bible said, in those days when they were building, it said that, and people came to support the building, who, people whose heart the Lord has stirred. If you are doing something and you don't rely on God to stir the heart of people to come and help, that whatever you think is helping you will kill you. Will kill you. Hey. But when you trust God, you will now send Queen of Sheba. Bring God that Solomon needs. And she will bring it abundantly. I pray that the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. So put your, tell somebody, put your trust in God. When you are going to work, put your trust in God. Yes, put your trust. Every time, put your trust in God. Put your trust. Not that my husband is good, my wife is good. Hey, what is good? A man called Jesus, good master. He said, who is good? Who is good? No one is good, though. No. Yet to miss a son anyhow. My answer reception, not to go. To me, take away this way, take away chess. Charlie, I do with doom for no restart. You know, and so I pick him. And look, I want him to say, We are the best idea at the Akobium. South phone, no, who are business, Papa, be a we need that's where more dinner. Now, who's true? Because I ran a corner, but phone is super hands, no, see a doom. That's putting your trust in a nation that cannot save you. Put your hand on it and say, Father, save me now. Yeah, save me. 
system. <laughs> hey, clap your hands and bless God. Come on now. Hey, yes, gynecologist in You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-216-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.